welcome to the Companies to Watch show. I'm Kevin Harrington, the creator of the infomercial. I'm also one of the original sharks on the hit TV show, Shark Tank. But now I'm helping innovate leaders like you become equipped with the knowledge you need to more than 100x your success. For more than 30 years, I've been empowering entrepreneurs and innovative business leaders to turn dreams into mind-boggling reality. On this show, we talk with guests and reveal the secrets to help push past all your questions and excuses, empowering you to achieve success. Stick around to the end of the show, where we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest-growing entrepreneurial podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to the Companies to Watch show. I'm Jeff, and today we welcome an Air Force veteran and entrepreneur who has helped her grandfather's sauce recipe soar to great heights. Please welcome CEO of Mutt Sauce, Charlinda Scales. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeff, for having me. I'm so grateful that you are here. First of all, thank you uh, for your service. Uh, and uh, as a veteran of our armed forces, I appreciate uh, that. And I appreciate you spending the time with me today because you've got a great story about how your company kind of got started. So the company is called Mutt Sauce. Tell mm-hmm. our audience, what is Mutt Sauce? What is that? Sure. So the name itself is the story of my grandfather. His name is Charlie Farrell and his call sign in Korean Vietnam. He served in the Air Force. His nickname was Mutt for his ability to blend in anywhere. So that's where it gets its name. But he had two things that he loved. He loved service and he loved sauce. And But he thought people were wasteful with it. So just like any entrepreneur, he wanted to solve a problem. He was motivated to solve the problem of people being wasteful with condiments. So he took all of his favorite ones and he made the perfect blend of what he thought um, made the best all around sauce. And my family's been eating it since 1956, Jeff. I mean, it just was in our kitchen. You know, we would have it with all, every meal. And uh, I w- went to the Air Force myself. I followed in his footsteps. I'm a fourth generation veteran. And when I was on active duty, I learned that I had inherited the only copy of the recipe, which for me, yeah, I was thinking, you know, this was very significant. He, he felt very strongly about this. He put a lot of passion into it. So what can I do to um, help the family have a piece of his memory? Mm-hmm. So I learned how to manufacture a food product. I sought out mentorship. And now here we are seven years later. Mutt Sauce is now a company and that's, we distribute the sauce. That's great. Now tell me, what, what is the sauce for? Is it is it for specific things? Is it like marinating things or is it you put it on anything? Like uh, what what was... What was his favorite way to use that sauce? Well, it's definitely a go-to barbecue. So mm-hmm. if you want to barbecue or marinate some meat, it's really great for that. The flavor palette is sweet, tangy with a little bit of heat. It's tomato-based, uh, but it's an everything sauce. It's called the sauce for every meal. Unlike barbecue, you wouldn't put it on a salad, but mm-hmm. you can put mutt sauce on a salad. And yeah, we have an awesome mango salsa. You can do salsa mixes. Um, stir fry is a good one. And my all-time favorite, I like to put it on my eggs. <laughs> oh, interesting. And a lot of people put tomato-based uh, products or even ketchup on eggs, which I've never quite understood. I understand the tomato. <laughs> that's just not for me. I'm not saying anything wrong with it. Yeah, it's yeah. just, you know, it's never been something I was 
uh, into, it's but different. that sounds really interesting. Yeah. Now, do you have, now are there, um, it looks like on your website, like there's some additional like variations now. Um, mm-hmm. Is this something that he would do? Or have you guys kind of, I guess, uh, innovated with the sauce since then? Right. So everything is an expansion off of the original recipe, which as a secret, it's the sweet and spicy. So the original flavor, which is the blue bottle, is actually a version that I had growing up because I was allergic to pepper. So that's the one we call the kid friendly, no pepper version. Interesting. We have a legion of folks who like hot stuff. So we invented (laughs) ghost pepper. We added ghost pepper powder to the sauce to come up with that flavor. And then we learned throughout the process of business, you're listening to your customers. We learned that because we use soy sauce instead of Worcestershire or um, brown sugar, we actually use soy sauce. That's what makes it also taste different. But people with celiac and gluten allergies can't have that. So we Mm. substituted it out for tamari. And that's what we have in our gluten-free version. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, so, and then there's a red bottle too, that's sweet and spicy. Is that different from the original somehow? That's the original recipe. Okay. What, then the blue bottle. Oh, so the blue and the red are the same. Yes. One with pepper, one's without pepper. I got you. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds so good. I, now I want to get some uh, <laughs> and try it out. Uh, my my wife is always looking at, at ways to, to kind of, you know, marinate chicken or change the way that, that we're eating. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm fascinated that it would also work on a salad. That's, that's fantastic. So yeah. tell me a little bit um, about kind of like how you got started. So I know, um, as you said, well, as you said, he was in, uh, in the armed forces as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, was this something that he always wanted to do? Did he, did he, do you think it would be a great business? Like, how did it, how did it end up that he knew that you should have this? Do you think that will be the unanswered question? Um, because he passed away right after I graduated from college before I went into the service. So it was actually eight years after he passed away that I started the company, but Um, Growing up with him, I actually lived with him and my grandmother with my mom. We both lived with my grandparents in Tennessee. So I'm a Tennessee country girl. Mm -hmm. And by the time I had grown up, he he was a retiree. So what you get is the retiree version of that war soldier. Mm -hmm. And he would tell me stories about the Air Force and all of his travels, which all sounded like tall tales to me. If you ever listen to a military person, (laughs) you're like, that did not happen. (laughs) Wow. But um. He was just so passionate about service and helping others. And he really did have this vision of how can I help my family? And he never really spelled it out like I want to make this a company or I want to turn this into a product. But when I received the recipe, I did do that you know, deep thinking of what would he want me to do with this? Mm -hmm. He left no instructions, but uh, I did. I just went to the local mentorship at SCORE, which is an organization that teaches um, entrepreneurs or startups, if you want to start a small business. And they gave me a checklist. It said, if you want to start a business, this is what you have to do, filing your LLC, all that. And I just followed the instructions. I was still on active duty. So my day was serve my country. And in the evenings, I had little stacks of paperwork and every day I would time block. Okay, today is file your LLC and get Mm your IRS, um, you know, your number. And then the next day was get your social media accounts. And so I would just do that in the evenings, little by little. 
And we actually started um, the company. The first production was four months after I got the recipe. So we moved pretty fast. Yeah, that is fast. Tell me a little bit about how you guys first went to market with this. Mm, Yes. So uh, it's a co-packaged product. And I now I, I teach other food startups about the process of how you can start a food company. There's different ways. So you have at home, which we call cottage food level, you can make your product at home. Maybe if you don't have the means of uh, making it at home, you can make it in a clean kitchen, a commercial kitchen. I actually went one step above that and I have my co-package, which means I contracted with another company to make my sauces because I didn't have the bandwidth as an active duty person to you know make it on my own. So I negotiated a price per bottle and then they delivered X number of bottles uh, for my delivery. So we had 700 bottles initially co-packaged of mutt sauce. It was actually hand-poured by an Amish company out in the Chillicothe, Ohio, like really far out in the sticks. <laughs> Ohio. Yeah. I know exactly where that is. I, I, <laughs> oh yeah. I'm in Cleveland now, but I grew up in Ohio uh, and uh, just and went to school in Columbus, lived there for many years. Chillicothe is not far from there. Wow. That's so neat. Yeah. yeah. They, um, they hand poured every bottle. I didn't know that they didn't use machinery. So I went in there just fully trusting my mentorship of like, this is a good manufacturer, put them on contract to do this. Came in the first day. I'm like, wow, there is like one girl who looks like she's 12 and she's got her bonnet and she's at the kettle and, but you could smell it. it. That's what was nostalgic for me was I could smell the sauce. As soon as I walked in, they'd already started and it has a very unique smell. And it just really, you know, I was really emotional that day, just watching them hand pour the bottles. Yeah. Yeah. And so d- did you sell it initially like online? Did you get go into stores? Like how did you how'd you get, let mm-hmm. people know about this new product? One of the things that we did was join the local chamber of commerce because it's almost like really joining a community, a tribe of other entrepreneurs. So they have these launch events at our local chamber of commerce for startups. And they had a launch event for us, invited all the other members to it and encouraged them to purchase the product. What I didn't know is the extended community showed up too, and we sold all 700 bottles within a week. Yeah. Wow. It was uh, pretty quick. So after I had that, I went back to my mentor. I said, I have all this cash. What do I do? And so he was telling me, if you don't have any inventory, you don't have cash flow. So you need to take that and reinvest it in your business to manufacture a larger batch of sauce. Mm-hmm. And I, I've now, uh, I'm on my third co-packer. So we've scaled up three times with our co-packers. And uh, it's just been a process, a, a great learning process of, um, uh, manufacturing distribution. We we distribute with grocery stores. So my first clients were mom and pop grocery stores. I would go to them and basically have the sauce in the back of my car (laughs) and I would pitch with them. I had my sales sheet and I would present them the sauce or I would find a local, um, like a caterer or chef and have them whip up something that I can have them taste. I was like, if they taste it, maybe they'll really like it, but really is they, they like the presentation. So having the presentation of the product is just as important. So mm-hmm. I would present the product and I just started, you know, racking up my, my lineup of stores. And then once we got to, I think it was eight or nine stores, uh, we started pitching to people like Kroger, 
And um, I know it's it's not typical, but they were very intrigued at the fact that e- even in my little footprint in the first couple of years, I'd done 30,000 in sales in just a little bitty town. So mm-hmm. it was just that hustle. It doesn't always have to be you're in every state in all the United States. You hear some startups saying, I want to be everywhere. It's like, you need to really focus, like I call it concentric growth. Be good at where you're at mm-hmm. and then uh, focused outward. And just watch it start to ripple out into other regions and things like that. That's fantastic. So, and it sounds like at the beginning, it was pretty much, I mean, you had a mentor kind of giving you some information, um, but it was just like a one woman show. You're out there, you're doing the sales, you're doing the, all the paperwork, the accounting and all of that stuff. Uh, Is it still that way? Or do you have more employees now? How, tell me a little bit about how you guys have grown since then. Yes. So around year four, we won this contest called the Bob Evans Heroes the CEOs contest. And I think that really uh, made the trajectory of the business go faster. Uh, they were looking for the top better known businesses in America, and we were one of the ones that they chose. Wow. With that came um, mentorship and a grant. So the mentorship was Damon John, one-on-one entrepreneur consulting, wow. <laughs> you know, to stick us in a room with him. And he just says, what do you want to know? I'm like, what do you mean? What do I want to know? Like, I want to know everything. Yeah. Um, so that helped. And then having the grant, which they didn't take equity in the business, they didn't want to do anything like that. They just wanted to see us get the capital that we needed to get to the next step. And for me, it was, I needed that grant to get a co-packer that could handle a Kroger order. Mm. And once I was able to secure that co-packer with their minimums, then I was able to fill out the Kroger paperwork and say, I can meet your minimums. I can meet that purchase order requirement. And from there, we got into 80 Kroger stores. This is around 86 Kroger stores. Uh, And then we've been maintaining those contracts and then the pandemic hit. Sure. So um, after the pandemic, I noticed that there was a big decline in retail, people going into the grocery stores, unless you were buying what toilet paper, I guess, and paper towels. But uh, I had to pivot my business. So I put my startup hat on. I said, maybe I just need to focus on e-commerce because I heard my mentors are saying, you really need to embrace e-commerce. So we launched mudsauce.com, started selling on the website. Uh, I just got picked up for a TV opportunity. So I'll be going on television in a couple months uh, to talk about the product. But yeah, now it's we've grown it on e-commerce. We pivoted doing e-commerce. And that's something you always got to do. You can't get comfortable. That's great. That's such a, I mean, it's such an um, amazing story to go from, uh, you know, just a, a guy who wanted better, <laughs> better sauce for, to, to, you know, what you have done with it. And I'm I, just, to me, it sounds like you would be immensely proud of what you've d- accomplished. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I mean, I would, I just, it sounds like such an amazing uh, thing that you've done here, especially uh, coming into this past year was hard for everybody, I'm sure, but to be able to find a way to pivot that. And it's so funny, especially a lot of the people that I talk to in, uh, and, and maybe food, food industries are different, but a lot of people I talked to on this show, um, they, you know, they started on the internet, like the internet was the first go. And then that ended up being your pivot instead. Um, but yeah, this, this is just an amazing story. Um, mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about how, 
um, I mean, it doesn't, it sounds like you just had immediate success and have done so well, but I know that you had to put in the work. Were there any, uh, you know, I'm just mean, like, that's just, mm-hmm. uh, it's been great, uh, success so far. How, tell me a little bit about how, um, hard it is, what obstacles you ran into, what mm-hmm. do you wish you knew then that you would do now? So imagine someone like you is looking for that mentorship that, mm-hmm. that you had, what would you tell them now? Um, if you want success, you better be ready for a lot of failure mm. because we have, I all, I feel like we just really failed our way up <laughs> just, wow. and the great, the great stories, the things that we've accomplished are, are, are awesome. But you know, there's also six months into my entrepreneur journey, we actually got picked up for Shark Tank and we went there and we got epically rejected. Oh, wow. And, you know, I say we, but it's actually me. I went there yeah, yeah. <laughs> and got rejected by the sharks. And there was a lot of lessons learned in that. And a lot of entrepreneurs would probably think that Shark Tank is the pinnacle. You know, when you get there, that's the make or break moment for your company. And for me, the challenge was, do you stop now? Mm. You know, you, you got a rejection from all the sharks, but they also said, you're only six months in. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, let's play devil's advocate here. At the time, I was one of the first active duty Air Force people to ever make it that far. But the challenge with that is you're active duty yeah. and your number one priority is to protect and serve the country. Their number one statement to me, they said, do not quit your job on national TV. It might look cool, but it ain't cool. Yeah. So I couldn't tell them I'm dropping everything to do mutt sauce because I was still under contract. The other thing was I didn't have enough data. You know, I could say that we've been eating the sauce since 1956 has been beta tested by my family and his friends, but that's not business data that no, mm. there's no profit loss statements in 1956. It just started in 2014. So if you're an investor trying to make a decision on what to do, Um, whether to invest in this small business that doesn't really have the proof to say that this is going to make it in the long haul, that this is something that has great demand. They said, you just need to keep going. You need to get over the five-year hump. You need to have the sales data and and have some tax returns under your belt and then come back. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe if maybe by that point, it's not something that's a good fit for your company, but you just need to keep going. So there was that. I mean, I've, been through times where um, I had to learn that there's net payments for for your your accounts. So uh, one of the biggest lessons learned was Kroger. I jumped the gun with Kroger. I got excited. I made so much sauce. And then they said, well, we thought this was going to be a product we wanted to debut in the fall, but we decided we're going to debut it next year in the spring. Oh, no. And instead of waiting on the purchase order, I thought, I just knew, you know, I was overconfident. I was like, I'm just going to make the sauce because I know the purchase order is coming. And now you have a ton of inventory Mm -hmm. and you have to figure out what to do with it because all the rest of your operational bills are still coming in and you're not getting paid for the sauce that you just made and you have a big manufacturing bill. So I had to, yeah, I was eating ramen. I was (laughs) 
Did so? What happened with that? Did you end up finding a way, or did you end up, or did you kind of? I, have to take I was a loss doing back to back events. I mm. was doing anything that had the word sales next to it. And again, I had not, I had not embraced e commerce the way my mentors told me to. I mm. just started this back in 2020, so I still had that old fashioned mentality of you need to be at a festival. You need to be in a grocery store selling, you know, doing demos. So it was a lot of hard labor and um, a lot of independent contractors that I was uh, hired to help me do these sales events. It was, it was tough. That's, that's, yeah, that's crazy. Um, Tell me a little bit about what your uh, kind of plans are for the future of Mutt Sauce. Well, you know, right now I'm, I'm looking at, how it does on uh, e-commerce. I'm in a, I guess it's uh, like an accelerator with Facebook. They're teaching me about Facebook ads. So I just started that uh, a week or so ago. And I'm a student, you know, I, I, I'm a forever lifelong learner. I think most entrepreneurs are kind of like that. You, there's always like the book you're reading or something that you're studying. And I really want to see it become uh, a mainstream brand. Uh, you know, our mission is to bring American families together one ball at a time and between uh, making it available to everyone, as well as making sure that we continue listening to our customers and delivering experiences. Um, it, Damon had asked me once, he said, what is the trick? Like, what did you learn that made a difference for you? I said, I had to stop selling sauce. I was so focused on selling the sauce and not selling the solution, not Mm. selling the family togetherness and not selling um, the experience that you get when you buy a bottle of mutt sauce, because that's what I have. That's that's what I remembered when I was standing in that warehouse the first time that it was produced. I wasn't thinking about the, the actual sauce itself. I was replaying backyard barbecues and conversations in Tennessee with my granddad. I said, I want to replicate this for other people. That is what I need to focus on more. And so that's the future is how do I make sure that your families are coming together at the dinner table, that we're helping you have those conversations on date night or whatever it is that you don't have to think about how great the food is going to taste. (laughs) It's going to taste good, but we just got to get you to the table. So, wow. That was, I mean, I got goosebumps when you were telling me and when you were just saying that towards the end there, I mean, I'm an emotional guy, but that was like, I mean, that's great. Yeah. Being able to sell that experience than just, you know, that, that, uh, that remembering the time with your grandfather. And it's just like, that's what you want other people to experience. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, now I know one of the things that you, um, list is that you're not just a CEO, you're a servant leader. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a little, I know that, I know that your grandfather was as well. Tell me a little bit about what that means to you. Well, there's core values in the military, specifically the air force. It's service before self. Uh, integrity first and excellence in all we do. And so with those tenets, those core values, the service before self is a mantra that we have every day. Uh, If you think about other people, then you'll be happier faster. Mm. A lot of times you get more satisfaction out of giving than you do from receiving. And that's what a servant leader is focused on is how do I help 
the world be a better place? How do I help your life be more fulfilling? The last person you're really thinking about is yourself. Uh, You have to remove your ego. That's something that, you know, I, I don't see business owners. If you bring your ego to the table, it usually doesn't go well. So you have to remove your ego from it. I'm not the smartest person, even though I've been in business for seven years. I don't have all the answers. I don't know everything. I go to YouTube sometimes (laughs) and just like, how do I do this? So, you know, you constantly are thinking, how do I, how do I make this a better experience for you? Uh, And at any point in your business, whether you've been in business a day or 20 years, you can ask yourself that question and you can come up with a better solution. Yeah. And I know that you guys as a, as an organization are very um, involved in charity and things like that, as far as helping your community. Tell me a little bit about what you guys are doing there. Yes. So anytime you go on mutsauce.com, you can get a discount on your purchase if you support one of our charity partners. And that's part of the the servant uh, leadership aspect too, is how do we make sure that we're an extension of other efforts. Uh, so we have, I think it's five or six charity partners, uh, Scars Uncovered, it gives uh, care packages to burn survivors, um, the person who founded it. And I love the founder story too. Uh, Andrea Pitts is a burn survivor herself. And she said, it's great to have your family there, but you know, to have a care package or something that would help you just pass the time because you're in the hospital for a long time. Um, helps a lot. And then there's American Freedom Fund. They've reached out to um, veterans with PTSD and bring them together to have camaraderie through sports. So they have softball teams, all kinds of sports teams. And Dayton Children's. Dayton Children's is a uh, charity that uh, looks after the local children in the area. They do a lot of fundraising events for um, pediatrics. So all of them have um, awesome stories. And I, I love to support. I love to support them. And anytime people have an individual fundraiser, they've reached out to Mutt Sauce to uh, sell sauce. I mean, you can sell Girl Scout cookies and you can sell sauce. I mean, that's that's just really awesome. And your uh, American made product, veteran owned company. Tell folks where can they where can they get a hold of Mutt Sauce right now today? Because I yes. know that I'm interested in that myself right now. We'd love for you to join the family. You can go to muttsauce.com. That's two T's, two S's, muttsauce.com. We have all the variety of sauces. We have some spices. If you want to crank up the heat, we have some spices you can try. And our Grill Sergeant shirt is back online for the summer. Buy one for your dad, the Grill Sergeant in your life. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being with us here today. It's such just such a great story just of... Uh, just perseverance, obviously. And then it's just, uh, just the family connection is just uh, awesome to me. Thanks for sharing it with us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And thank you for listening to another, the companies to watch show. We'll see you next time. Kevin Harrington here. And I want to thank you for listening to the companies to watch show. Now, if you're a successful entrepreneur, CEO, innovator, or startup on the rise, and you'd like to be considered for this program, please visit kevinharrington.tv slash podcast2 slash apply. 
Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you like to share this episode on your social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone who would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag companies to watch show. My team and I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions, and we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss out on any episodes ahead, just subscribe. And your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. It mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to our website, kevinharrington.tv, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Oh,